welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I'm having the funnest day at Potapalooza, June 2022. And I have the honor of having an interview with Donna Fairhurst. Donna and I have just gotten to know each other a little bit before I hit record, and I cannot wait to hear more about her talk at Yo-Yo to God and all the modalities she has. Donna, as we get started, before you give us your history, your backstory info about you, I want to know, how do you define success? Success for me is to live on purpose, in purpose, with purpose, wherever you are, whoever you're with, whatever is happening 24-7. I love that. Thank you. So yo-yo to God, you're not alone. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, that's just a little prequel. It's the exciting title of my new book, which is halfway finished. I've been writing as a contributor to a compilation series called Women Like Me. Ta-da! In the back. And uh, this is a group of women that are gathering and sharing wisdom on a number of topics broad range of subjects, broad range of life experiences, and the proceeds from the sale of every single book go to breast cancer research and awareness. Excellent cause. So yo-yo to God, where'd that come from? Yo-yo to God. The title is about uh, my near-death experiences and how I learned that you're never alone. Yo-yo to God, you're never alone. Wherever you are, whatever is happening, you are always surrounded by a contingent, a a committee of spiritual beings, some that you've known in this life and other lives, some that have never been incarnated with you, but you're in their soul circle on the other side. And no matter where you go, what is happening, Someone from there in spirit is with you as well as angels and guides and guardians from other dimensions. I love it. So how how do you interact and help with your clients and with your uh, the people in your circles to have more connection? Like what what is it that you want to help me do more of, do better of? I want to um, help you to heal yourself and to know that you have the power and the choice to live now here. I'm, I'm very fond of saying there's only two, two states of being. You're a human being or you're a human doing. If you're being, you're on purpose, you're on task, you're in spirit, 
you are uh, connecting with all that there is for you and you are living in coherence. And if you are a human doing, you're probably experiencing a lot of chaos and incoherence and you end up with a lot of do-do. And I take women and we translate that do-do into wellness and well-being on every level, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I call my program Zero to Clarity and I'm a tough love coach in a velvet glove. Okay, wait, you're speaking very softly for my ears. You are a... I am a tough love coach in a velvet glove. I empower women to pivot powerfully through any and every challenge of any kind that they have in their life. I say that uh, I've kind of earned a PhD in life through blindness, cancer, polio, divorce, near suicide, uh, bankruptcy, you name it. I've experienced it in these glorious 71 years and finally became the champion and the coach in my own life. And those lessons I learned in spirit have helped me to help other women create the same coherence. So I take you from calm to coherence, from zero to clarity with 10 easy principles and steps. 10 easy principles and steps. So like what is one thing that I need to do to start having more clarity and living more on purpose? Like, can you share a a strategy or a tip that I can like do? If you only learn one thing from speaking with me, it's the power of I am. When you, you know, if you write down the word I am, I equals intention, A equals awareness, and M equals manifest. So when you open your mouth and you say, I am, all of your cheering squad on the other side Everything that's in spirit that is loving and wanting to connect and help and uplift you goes, here she comes. She's going to tell us. She's going to give us our marching orders. What does she want today? And you say, tired, sad, mad. You say anything that is negative. They go, oh, dear God, what are we going to do about her? Well, she's asked for more lessons. So let's give her more lesson and let's give her more tired or more sad or more bad or more whatever is negative until she gets that she doesn't want to be there. And she says, I am something that is more positive. So we are an energetic radio station to the universe. When we put our words out there, they have meaning, even more meaning than they have here for us because it's our soul train, our soul wagon, and it's what helps to define and expand our consciousness. So your get out of jail free card is when you say, I am. And if you're not feeling so great, say, I'm feeling sad, mad, tired. Feeling is okay because feeling is the vehicle to get you to the realization that you have to change something so you feel better or expand on what you're feeling. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm trying not to laugh because <clears throat> these kind of conversations come up in my, my world pretty frequently in the last couple of weeks. It's been 
a lot, not necessarily me, but people <laughs> in my life, in my world. And I, I, I just said last night, you know, you can wake up in the morning and you can be all sad sack face and say, I don't want to get to work. I don't want to do this. Or you can wake up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Like, you know, Hallelujah. <laughs> you, you kind of set yourself up. And I, uh, I have um, very flowery, colorful language, and I can really tell good stories. And I love curse words because I think they're very fun. Um, but I struggle when people get in the down mode. And mm, I don't know how to say this nicely. They pretend to want to feel better and be better but every single thing about them is they're really enjoying the waller that they're the pity in. Party. They like the pity party. Yes, but they want me to come play with them. Have you heard that story about the girl that's walking along the road and she sees a big hole and she falls into it and she falls far and she can't get out and she tries and tries and tries and she still can't get out. And then she says, oh Lord, help me. And she, suddenly she's out. And so, well, that worked fine. She's walking and walking and she sees the hole. Now she knows the hole is there. She knows it's deep. She knows it's going to hurt. She knows how to get out, but she's already forgotten. And she falls in the hole again. And she walks around in the hole and hole and she waits and waits and she cries and she calls and she wails and she wanders around in the hole and nothing happens. And then she said, angels, are you there? Help me. Boom, she's out of the hole. Now you'd think, First time, second time, she'd get the message. No, she's got to do it two, three, four times. Finally, she's walking down the road, and, and before she, see, she sees the hole, and she said, God, angels, what am I supposed to do now? And they said, walk around it. And she walks around it. Bingo. You have to listen. You have to ask the right questions, and you have to listen. And the other thing that everybody in the whole world needs to do is eliminate the word but from their dialogue. When somebody's telling you something wonderful and inspiring, and then they say, oh my goodness, Jennifer, you look so beautiful today, but you go, it doesn't matter what comes after, but you know it's bad, you know you're not gonna like it, you know you're gonna have to change something or they're gonna give you advice you don't want. Get rid of the buts. It can be far more effective energetically that to create a better physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual space if you simply say, Hi, Jennifer, I love your dress. However, I really liked the red one better. So now you go, wow, I look good in blue, but I look better in red. I, I love that. I've, I've, I haven't heard that analogy, but I really appreciated the one one time when it was, if you give an apology and say, but you've just completely negated the whole apology, so don't bother. Yeah, like, that's the whole. <laughs> like, like, I'm so sorry I hurt your feelings, but you really asked for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if I asked for it, are you sorry you hurt my feelings? Not really. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. So how do people work with you? Like, do you have one-on-one? -on -one? Do you have a coaching program? I have a, a multi-leveled coaching program. I'm a one-on-one -on -one coach. I also do some group work. I work with organizations and individuals. And whatever the program, wherever they are, uh, we create calm from chaos and we go from zero to clarity. 
with a few simple tools. And it's an opportunity to create trust and bring forward more peace, love, and empathy in our beleaguered world. Peace, love, and what? Empathy. Empathy, what? Empathy. We need to feel each other up more. <laughs> and I mean that in a positive way. You know, we're really good at, at talking and we're really good at hanging out. We're not really good often at feeling where the people that are in our space are. And we all have the power to be super empaths. We're born with it. We just shut it down because we get uh, trained to believe it's all about me. When really, if you're in a space with another person, it's all about them. And if you show up for them, they're going to show up 100% more for you. Um, I'm going to repeat that. If you show up for them, they're going to show up 100% more for you. That's right. My husband is a very, very wise man. And he I'm a really good giver. I'm not a really good receiver. Or I felt like I'm not a really good receiver. So he said to me one day when he was getting quite exhausted with this process, honey, you know, to give a gift is to receive a gift. To receive a gift is to give a better gift. You have to think about that, right? To give a gift is to receive a gift. To receive a gift is to give a bigger gift. I love it. Yeah, so often we don't know how to just be still and be in gratitude and be open to receive. We think we always have to be the giver and the doer and the mover and the shaker. And yet often all that the world is required of us is to just be still and quiet and be open to receive. Be still, open and ready and willing to receive. Uh, you know, I, I always think it's funny when I send someone a text message and they don't respond and then, you know, you have to reach out again before they, they respond and they're like, oh, I didn't see your message. And I think I spent a lot of time with you. That phone is in your hand 24 seven. What do you mean you didn't see it? What you mean is you didn't want to deal with it in that moment and answer it and make a decision, but you saw it because your phone never leaves your hand. And it's hard to be present with people when they're not present with you, right? That's a... I, I often feel that, that it's a bit of a uh, chaotic situation today with so much social media. I mean, okay, I'm 71 today, so I come from the generation... You walked into your house, the phone rang, and you looked at it and you decided, do I have time to answer or not? And you just, you know, you didn't have this device on you that always said that you were on, right? And that's the space in which people create space for themselves and others. And it's really, really hard, especially, you know, like yourself. I mean, you I'm sure you're inundated with messages to be on your show for your courses, for your classes. And how do you separate the wheat from the chaff and be clear and present for yourself and them to, you know, have the space to be present? You know, it 
it's one of those things of just shutting it off. And I read something on Facebook the other day and this woman posted how she has this employee who's really good, but she um, is very disrespectful. And she's really thinking about firing her because she's so disrespectful. And then she posted the screenshots of two text messages. And the first one was from her to the employee. And she said, and you know, look, uh, Donna, I need you in the morning to do this, this, and this, and contact this person and do this. And it's like telling her what to do the next day. And Donna responds and says, this is Sunday. I'm not at work. If you want me to work on Sundays, you're going to have to pay me a whole lot more. Better yet, I think you need to get me a work phone so that I don't get your work messages confused with my home messages and so I will deal with this tomorrow, but I don't work on Sundays. And so like over 300 people commented on this post and they were saying, she wasn't rude. She wasn't disrespectful. She set boundaries. You shouldn't yeah. be sending her messages on Sundays. And I think um, one thing that has happened with people working from home, which you know, the pandemic made more people work at home than ever had before. But before that, there were more organizations having people work at home. And there's that thought and feeling that you yeah. should be accessible. Yeah, and a friend of mine had never worked at home. Uh, well, she had as a consultant, but then not as an actual employee with an office to go to outside of the home. And when she started working from home during the pandemic, she said, you know, I'm working a whole lot more hours. I start earlier in the morning and get going. And then I have a break between meetings. So I run, take a shower because I started at seven instead of 830. And then I look up and it's seven o'clock at night and I'm still replying to emails and doing work. And I said, yeah, people are getting a lot more done, but they're losing a lot more of themselves and their, their family time. So uh, it, it's a real struggle. My husband and I have the conversation regularly. He's in real estate. And people call and text at all hours, like all hours. And I think I would be a terrible realtor because after eight o'clock, I would quit replying until the next day. <laughs> yeah, you have to have some personal and professional boundaries, you know, and be able to separate the two. You know, it, it's about do you want calm? and coherence in your life or do you want chaos and incoherence the minute you're crossing boundaries yours or or others or somebody else is calming is causing you your to feel chaos and you can't go into calm you're going to have that push me pull me energy and what does it happen to that energy it goes into your body all disease comes from disease so energetically you're willingly or unwillingly find yourself in a space where you have to choose which energy you want to give your power to. Yeah. What am I, what am I going to work on and do next? I, I have loved our conversation, Donna, and I love that zero to clarity. I mean, it's just, I mean, it says it all. Oh, thank you. I've loved being here. It's been a real honor, Jennifer, and I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm definitely sub already subscribed to your podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. And uh, to all our listeners, we will drop all the information on how to get hold of Donna and if you want to work with her so that you can find more information about that. 
I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.